What's up, Lore fans? Welcome back to 10 Street Hooligans. This is War of the Spark. That's right. This is our lore-centric episode. And joined today, I have the complete, uh, I guess, the equivalent of the Gatewatch uh, as far as lore goes in the Magic the Gathering content creation game. First off, with my with the mainstay hooligan, that's Coach from the Card Bazaar. Thank you for joining us, sir. Hey, what's up? How's everyone doing? <laughs> you know, hanging out. Living the so dream. Uh, every, everyone, everyone, okay? Does everyone have snacks ready to go? <laughs> well, we know that you do. Um, so, well, popcorn's done after the. Where's your, where's your my, chicken nuggets? Oh, there it is. Dirty. Can't do that to me, boy. <laughs> Can't do it. And the long overdue uh, intro or introduction to the show or guest spot. Sure, whatever. Trap Pixium, thank you so much for joining us, man. You make some good shit. Oh, really? I. Actually, that's a surprise. I did not think it was that good. Really? <laughs> I I enjoyed it, especially well, the uh, Yawmoth coming uh, from Coach of all people. No, hey, it, the Yawmoth Saturday episode was awesome. That mm -hmm. we, we do need to talk about that, but let's let's slow roll it just a bit. <laughs> uh, but also, I, I guess the new kid on the block. I guess you're you're the the Donnie of the new kids. <laughs> I guess <laughs> and for anyone old enough to get that reference. Yeah, they were before Backstreet Boys and no, no millennial even knows who they are. Uh, and that is Groucho Marco, maker of just like incredible, incredible content exploding on the scene. Thank you so much for coming on, sir. Oh, no worries. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm just super excited to be here. And I, I guess the surprise uh, oh. guest that just popped up, not guest, I mean, he's the mainstay. It's Johnny the producer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's quite the oh god coming from slivers. Uh, I like it. It's it's March. Oh, screw March. Screw March. Well, Agreed. I, I, I mean the, Agreed. the audience will never know what just really happened, like why we're so late and all that. So uh I, I think the multiverse Wanted to make sure that Slivers was on here. So, <laughs> oh, did I? Were there technical glitches? Did I miss the good stuff? You, no, you, you missed. Um, we did go oh. live in private. <laughs> Damn it, <Aww>. Steve. <laughs> Don't tell him how the sausage is made. Uh, Slivers, you just got on here. Do we have a, uh, a charity that we're going to talk about? <laughs> it hit me in like 15 minutes, man. <laughs> I barely got my crap together. We'll circle back around. So until we get into all, dig into all the the wonderful uh, saucy lore that we're going to be talking about, whether it be speculation or just what our content creators on here tonight uh, are producing and, and what they are uh, contributing to the community from a lore aspect, I do want to uh, talk a little bit about going to cardsphere.com. That's right, cardsphere.com, the best place to buy, sell, and trade your paper magic gathering cards online. You could also go to, uh, I almost said 10 Street Hooligans, but you're already here. You could go to inkgaming.com, enter promo code HiveMindMTG, receive 10% off your custom play mats. I even hear they sell shirts now and all that cool apparel. Uh, you could just, you don't even have to get one of the cool custom play mats for this show or the Hive Mind, which thank you so much to uh, to Warlord Hank or, or uh, John from Cardboard Paladins. He was the first one that I saw that posted his uh, 10 Street Hooligans playmat, which is just so freaking cool to see. Uh, but you could get any of the stuff online on that website and, and enter that promo code, uh, promo code and get the discount. Uh, I, so we will get I dare say that playmat looked even better in that picture than on the website. Dude, <laughs> right? I was like, this is legit. Uh, probably because I didn't make it. Uh, but yeah, let's let's go around. Just talk about first. 
I mean, wh wh why are we talking about lore? Because I think Infinity War, uh, you know, hashtag MTG Infinity War is coming mm -hmm. out and some shit's going to hit the fan and some huge news just came out that said that I, it's a oops. I, mean, I think we've talked about we talked about this a couple episodes ago, said, what are what are they going to do? And one of our predictions was right. And it is an oops, all Planeswalkers deck or a uh, uh, set rather. So uh, that that's why we have kind of the the pantheon of, of lore uh, content creators. But before we kind of dig into that, let's just go around and, and just kind of talk about everyone's channel, talk about their contributions, uh, why why they're doing that, or wh why they picked uh, what they do, uh, why that part of the magic uh, kind of fuels them into wanting to make content. So, Steve, Mister Trapexium Trap, what uh, what got you into magic lore? And why is it so? Why why is that the the thing that scratches your itch for the game? So when I first started playing Magic, it was literally just me, two other guys, and they were more focused on the mechanical aspects. But I couldn't help but notice there was a little bit of italicized text beneath what the <laughs> card did, and I was super confused about that. And then two years later, when I moved down to Florida, my friend brought up the spirit dragon named Ugin, and I knew about the card, but I did not know this was an actual character. Hmm. I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what is going on here? turns out there's 25 years worth of story that I didn't know about. It started with me going and watching pretty much anything I could find with it. I found the Wikipedia. I started reading every article I could possibly find, whether it be Urza, Ugin, The Great Mending, um, Fate Reforged, anything I could find, because this story just seems so interesting. And I eventually began to find a more cohesive reason for that italicized text that it's not just a random piece of garbage, it's in fact a quarter of the card. <laughs> so... <laughs> You need some people to explain how decks work. You need some people to explain why the art is good. You need people to explain why the italicized text matters and why that image is so important. So going back, I'd like going back into your initial uh, kind of your dive into the story. Then what what was which storyline kind of jumped out to you and really kind of hooked you, so to speak? Ironically enough, it was actually Urza. Mm. and his whole legacy and his story because i i knew about jace i knew about chandra i knew about the Gatewatch because they were very clearly on display and i didn't really find much interest in them so i was like okay who was the original magic protagonist was it always jace turns mm. out no it wasn't so i found urza and i've sort of had somewhat of a fascination with him as time has gone by Is have you heard the uh, he, new Urza theory, Trent? Oh, that the um, one of the pains from MTG War is actually the Blind Sea. Yeah, I love this. You can't yeah, stump no, that, anyone on the lore on the lore <laughs> episode of. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Bring yeah, the trivia exactly heart on this I'm, one. <laughs> yeah, that's you exactly want to stump you want to someone on lore. You just ask me, and I'll I'll make <laughs> it up for you. Johnny, who's Baron? <laughs> Some dude with a bear coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ciroc. But Basically, close enough. Reincarnation. As in not at all. Ciroc the Vodka? I don't know. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> if Sorak had vodka and the vodka had a dragon claw on it, that would be amazing. Just saying. But Pup Daddy <laughs> makes Sorak vodka. Very fair point. He needs to put more bear claws in his vodka. Sarkheim would totally drink pop off. <laughs> <laughs> that was racist, uh, Johnny. Um, oh, no. wow. <laughs> no, um, yes. I mean, that's that's great. So Urza is kind of like the anti-hero, right? Because he's, he's kind of a dick. Like he's not he's not really a beloved character. And it kind of took, you know, spoiler alert, his, his ultimate sacrifice. Um, because, I mean, he had no problem sacrificing complete planes of existence and killing he was an angel killer and he yep. just kind of you know through through the the main world in dominaria into a complete ice age it's not he's not an easily likable person right mm. no to me it mostly came down to yes he made all of these sacrifices but on the yeah. other hand if those sacrifices would have been would not have been made would dominaria still be a thing sure is it eroded that that Dominaria is not really as important as it used to, as it was written before? Or is it still kind of the axis? Is it it's, still kind I, of? The, I would imagine it's still like the central like hub of like basically everything. So, yeah, to my knowledge, it was still the nexus of the multiverse. Okay, and that's how it's always been to me. <laughs> sure. Some of them put so much story on on Nicobolus. Like you, you can't. Yeah. Not have Dominaria when you've got yeah. Nick Bolas, even mm -hmm. if he's jumping all over the place. It's just all of the sense. biggest planeswalkers in existence have yeah. come from Dominaria. Like, even the newest, one, even like the newest one, like Liliana's from there too. Yep, yep. And, and Jason's uh, gotcha. like the poster boy of the the uh, the game, but we've never even been to his home plane. But we go back to Dominaria we, and again, and again. We went there we for for uh, uh, origins. origins. Uh, right, yeah, we I mean, like, devoting yeah. a set to it, I guess. Sure. Yeah. We've never really had a dedicated set to Vrin, but then again, do we really want a dedicated set to Vrin? <laughs> they got rings. No. Yes, they have the rings, but they also have a civil war that amounts to... Uh, what What was the Sphinx's name? Alahamrit, uh -huh. just moving pawns on a, on a checkerboard. Alaham sandwich. Jace players don't deserve it. No. Jason, Jason, all the uh, trolling in the chat. Uh, War of the Lore, or more like Bore of the Lore. Am I right? Uh, Love it. Uh, uh, so you hurt me, Jason. I know. Uh, so all, all this talk of Urza and everything, and uh, this this is a good segue into what Coach you what you've been working on. You made an entire audio book uh, based off of of kind of. I wouldn't say the most beloved story of the game, but it's kind of the story that puts everything into play, right? Yeah, uh, it, it, I would mm -hmm. I would make the argument it's like it's what basically started it all. So, like, especially the one of the most important characters out there would uh, being Yamak. Basically, the Thrawn yep. is his that is his like rise to power and his start of the founding of Phyrexia. So I mean yep. that is like a very important storyline because if you didn't have that one, you didn't have like all the other stuff going on. If you lose the Thran, you lose Dive Fed, you, you lose Rebecca, you lose Glacian, you lose Gix, you lose the Might Stone and the Weak Stone, because that's their origins. Well, it's so, Glaceon too. It's uh if you don't have Glaceon, then would Urza have become a planeswalker in the first place? Because that's basically, you know, after he did the 
uh, Silex Blast, I mean, the Might Stone and the Meek Stone were fused into his eyes. Yep. And we all know that his essence was in the stones. So, yep. I mean, it makes the argument was, and we already knew Glaceon was a Nascent Planeswalker anyway. So was it Urza Spark or was it Glaceon Spark when he when they like fused together? So, I mean, that's a thing that's, you know, needs to be asked. I, I like how magic really struggled as, as far as story-wise it really struggled to find its identity at first because the very i think the and correct me if i'm wrong especially with the panel we have tonight but i think the very first novel was arena right which is it's so funny nowadays you know come full circle and, and <laughs> what's what's the new hotness now is arena but that was about something completely different that was literally about uh different uh uh wizards battling in a ring it was it was essentially what you would think magic the gathering would look like uh in in practical form rather than in cardboard form um so it really you know it had it had that going on and then it, it tried to make urza the thing uh with yogmouth the big bad and then you know gerard cabishan came in he was a fan favorite so they they i think they kind of wrote themselves into the corner and they they kind of had to kill him off and then they kept the through line with like with I think Karn, who is kind of the main, you know, that's the the vein mm -hmm. as much as Nicobolus is because back in the day, that's the two I guess that we still have that are alive. Also, to Fairy and some of the other uh, Dominaria things because of the fun time kerfuffle uh, mm -hmm. that they got to mess around with. But in my opinion, they didn't, and like you said, Groucho, they didn't find Mickey Mouse until Lorowin, and and Jace mm -hmm. has no tied to Lorowin or anything like that, but, you know, everyone just kind of clamored to Jace. So it, it's fun to finally see this big culmination uh, happening of of old versus new kind of clashing together. Um, Groucho, what, what's your, I, I know you, your take on lore is a lot less conventional, uh, dare I say, than like Trap or, or Coach is coming from. Um, you're, you're commentating on lore as it, uh, as it mirrors other things in real life. Yeah. Um, but was lore a big thing when, when you found magic in the first place? I mean, I think, I think people who, who say that they don't like lore or that they uh, think lore is boring to go back to the chat, just have a very specific idea of what lore is, which is, you know, the things that we might like to do, like combing through Wikipedia files and, and going through the deep backlog. That's what they think of as lore. But I, I think of lore as, everything that brings you and like ties you to the game, whether that's the art mm -hmm. or the flavor text or, you know, a character that you really identify with, whether you know their story or not. Like I, I love Jaya and I love Jaya before I even knew anything about her other than that she was someone who threw fire. Um, so I, I, I guess, yeah, that's true. I have a very expansive view on what lore actually is. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm like disowning lore in any way. I just have, <laughs> different angles on it, I guess. Absolutely. And what made you, uh, I know we talked a little bit uh, offline mm -hmm. about it, but if you could share that story of what made you decide to start making the type of content uh, kind of, you know, it's it's not deck text. It's not anything that, mm -hmm. that's kind of about the game. It's, it's kind of ancillary, but like I said, it's ancillary things uh, affecting your take on, on magic and looking at it through that lens. What What started you on that track? Yeah, well, one of the things that I, I actually didn't mention uh, in our like uh, pre-show conversation is that I, I did other kinds of content before I did what I do now. I did kind of a little bit of arena stuff. I did gameplay stuff. Um, but what made me kind of make the switch is um, 
Rustic Study's newest video is on his relationship with running and how that relates to the game of Magic. And there's a particular quote from it that stuck with me, which is, Magic is the best game ever made because it always asks you to learn more about the world. And I thought that was just such a powerful statement that really stuck with me. And, and it uh, eventually pushed me to, to make the content I'm making now, which is finding ways to take things from Magic and, and tie it into you know, other elements of the culture outside of the game. Yeah, and, and you went as far as uh, tying film noir and yeah. put that to a Golgari aesthetic, correct? Yeah. Or just for the Ravnica, Ravnica yeah. aesthetic, and then also, um, yeah, which is so funny because Coach and, and Johnny, we t we joked about this on on episode one, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Where we're just like, oh, it's return to return to Ravnica. What's different? The leaves are brown. Oh, yeah. but then you like what has it been like a, almost a year later from when we made that first episode, when it was announced and like just watching your video made me rethink and want to delete that first 10 street hooligans. <laughs> cause I'm no, like, cause God, it's so I good. just want to interrupt you. Cause I think like they, I love, I love wizards. I'm not someone who like is in the habit of, of trashing on them too much, but they sold the new set in that way. They said when they were asked what was new, they said it's fall now, which is just, I mean, again, to go back to Rustic Studies, he has a great video on why that is actually significant, that it's full. Right. But uh, when you hear it in a pitch, it seems a little maybe lackluster. I, I believe the expression is thud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For example, if I were to tell you, I'm going to sell you a crystal ball. Well, what's so special about this crystal ball? There's four stars in it. Right. That's it. <laughs> it still rolls, That's right? It? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's a normal crystal. So thank ball. you for making me feel less like a dick than Groucho. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I had the same reaction. I had the same reaction. Yeah. But I mean, b that video and then how you tied the Simic uh, to kind of the medical field. I mean, yeah. who, who else is, is doing shit like that? It was just, it is incredible. And and dare I say, you know, Sam's Sam's a friend, uh, mm -hmm. but dare I say it's it's almost Sam level quality. And it's just came kind of came out of nowhere, which is just kind of unheard of. Um, and, and I liken it to it. not to plug another, you know, show of mine, but I liken it to my last episode I did with Jason about uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Where I've been watching film for a, a grisly 35 years mm -hmm. and to see a filmmaker that at this age go makes me go, wow, I've never seen something like this was, was really really great so uh, you're, you're like the mtg yorgos lat lanthimos um so take that or leave it well we got a hey, we got simon in chat we got a really famous youtuber now oh snappies right row we're oh, trouble boys oh no guys it's it's a real lore youtuber yeah <laughs> um, shut it off um, shut it off yeah. <laughs> run least everyone fuckered up did you hear it Everyone scatter to the other planes. Uh, <laughs> everyone go to Vryn. I'll meet you in Vryn. Uh, coach, you guys. I'm mean, going to Old Grotha. Let's get out of here. Oh, no. No one's going. They'll never Grotha. look in Old Grotha. <laughs> hang out with no one will look in Old Grotha. Uh, <laughs> coach, talk about, like, I, I miss the card anthology. I'm just going to come out. I'm working it. on it. I'm working on no, it. No, you're not. You well, I, told, I was on a, I was on a stomping grounds yesterday, and... I remember Jake sending me a message. So Jake might be doing a card anthology episode. So whatever the next block is after Ravnica, that's where we're going to start. Or unless you want to do like an offshoot episode, do something mm -hmm. like modern masters. 
Well, he, well, here's the thing. I mean, a million years ago, like probably I would probably say what a, a year and a half ago, like we were talking about trying to do like a motion comic. Mm. You and I back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think that you're on to something. And, and I asked, the, I was watching that zombie grounds with you yesterday. And I'm like, hey, maybe get some, maybe get some voice cast. And I, I will fully commit to a Misha or something. Like I, I think that would just be so cool. Or like anyone. I, I mean, just to kind of, I mean, you're doing amazing stuff by yourself because you got the voice of Barry White. Um, <laughs> but then you throw on like your, your, your voice modulator and stuff like that. But, uh, and I, everyone's busy, time constraints and everything. But, Mm -hmm. to kind of work that some way into into do are, is that the plan first of all i'm putting the the cart before the horse uh, are you going to do another book um if the thran audiobook gets more traction like uh i'm getting a little bit more traction on my channel like like i was saying on the stomping grounds yesterday like my stuff went up like 20 percent. now mm. how long is that gonna last i have no yeah. idea but i need more people to like just start looking into it and just keep it rolling to make it worth it. Cause now I'm back uh, mm. to the watch time I was when I released the timeline video and I just needed to keep, uh, need to keep going because if it, if this basically falls flat on its face, I mean, there's, there's no reason to do like the brothers work. Cause I mean, for me that it seems like there's no demand for it. It seems like there's no demand for the audiobooks, So it would just be dumb to kind of waste another three months you know, doing stuff like that when nobody's going to watch it. Or How grueling of a project was this? It was hard. It was very hard. And it was just probably one of the reasons why nobody did the magic books or completed one because it takes so long. Like the Brothers Wars on there, but it's like a lot of it's not even finished. Like it might be like 25% of the way finished or they get through like five or six chapters and that's it. And there's still like 20 something chapters after that. So my guess is that was just too time consuming. Mm-hmm and it's it's a lot especially like with everything else going on work planning for a wedding and you know all that other stuff so but like if if i could get this if it can be hey chat if <laughs> spread this as much as possible i need especially a reddit post to just go viral like right now i am i am talking to the chat hey get something going and let's go and then just I'll try, do the brothers war. Just try, crank try it out. Get yourself just, in. I just want to yeah, be Mishra. I just want to be Mishra. I'll be I, gotta, I already got a voice like in my head for it. Uh, I don't know, Johnny. Is this? I mean, you're not a lore person, but is that something? Pretend coach isn't here. Well, let's talk about him like he's not there. Like you could hurt his feelings. Who cares? He's not, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Is that something like for for a non lore person? You could be like, "Hey, I, I'm sorting cards tonight, or something like that." Like, I would, you know, might as well throw on instead of reading like entire things of Wikipedia pages, like Groucho said. Is that something that you that you that would entice you to to get more entrenched in the stories uh, into the story rather of magic? Is just to flip on a giant audiobook? If I had time to sort cards, yeah. But <laughs> I barely if have I time. Had enough time to do the first task in the first place or yeah. go to the bathroom, whatever. <laughs> it's just like I barely I barely have time to watch the little bit of content that I do. Uh, I, ha I do need to find time to put the audiobook on in the background. I think audiobook is going to be I think that's going to be one of those things is kind of like a slow burn. It's not maybe going to get everything right up front. But think of it this way, rather than say, oh, God, I've got to grind out these 12 books in the next 12 months. Ah, mm -mm, no, no, no. You, you, it's a seasonal thing. It's a once a year. You drop one, see how it goes, 
like pick a number for a threshold, see if it gets there. And if you're like, okay, hit this threshold, let's do another book. Like some something to give people time to actually consume the product because I mean, an audiobook is still an audiobook. Like even, whether you're listening to it or reading it, that's time consumption. And, and we're talking like the sweet spot for YouTube is 10 minutes, right? I'm gonna guess these episodes are longer than 10 minutes. So just think of it like that. Like rather than, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's something that should just be abandoned, but it is, as you can see from your own experience, this is a grueling time consuming process. Lots of people don't have the time or the organizational skills or the attention span to actually do that. And you know, to the creators who can do that, when you get a catalog going, like once you get up to three, four books and people are like, wow, dang, it's going to be like the, you'll get to that tipping point where people see you've done so many, maybe it took a couple of years to get there, but the catalog is there and it's going to stay there. And, you know, unless YouTube nukes your channel, but, yeah, maybe, <laughs> but I mean, just, that's a, that's a thing. It's like a, an audio book is, is going to stand the test of time. It's mm -hmm. going to sit there. It won't go bad. It's not going to go rancid. It's not going to become irrelevant because it's lore. Lore just stays. It's it's written on the wall and then it stays there. As opposed to a deck tech on standard from three years ago has no relevance today and it's getting zero views. So you know you got to kind of see see it for what it is and whether or not it was grueling. I say yeah, coach, take a year off. You know, do Brothers War when you have time. You know, the next time you get a chance, commit that block of time, do the book, do the marathon, and then take a break and then come back to another book, you know, a year or two later. That kind of thing. That's well, my they, take. When they wrote the Thran, it's not like 26,000 people ran out and bought it either. You know, people have, people just kind of go and trickle it. Like a book, you know, not, yeah, there's like a groundswell at first, but in this YouTube culture, everyone's just like, and I am the worst when it comes to this. Like I'll put out something that I put my blood, sweat and tears into, and then I'll be inconsolable. Like my dog died. If it doesn't get a thousand views, which I'm always inconsolable because none of my shit gets a thousand views. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's just like that, that ins I understand like, but like, I'm just echoing what Johnny is saying. It's like, give it some time to breathe. Maybe not jump right back into it. Um, I feel like we're trying to like talk him off a bridge or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, coach, just keep doing it. Uh, Jake uh, from MTG tonight in the chat says that's the realest issue ever for people in MTG show business. How many views does it take to make the ba uh, backbreaking production worth it? Mm. And that, that that's a good question. How many views does it take, coach? Uh, let's see. Oh, for me, for to what was yeah. I, I'm sorry, I was. Jason all just said some asked about like the copyright issue. So I'll get back to that. All right, go back to your question. Cause I'm like lost in the train of thought because that's actually, I want to get to Jason's all like deal. Talk to, yeah. Talk to him. All right. So Answer question. It, yeah. he basically said copyright question mark. All right. So here's the deal with that. So according to the fan content policy of 2017, basically you have unrestricted access to basically do what you want, you have to basic. You have to really, uh, when you get to the point when you're making the video, though, you have to really say that it's like an unofficial ordeal. So, be before even I record my the first chapter at all, I actually contacted Wizards multiple times, and I got two separate responses. And I even phone called someone that 
the secretary a couple of times on my Fridays to like talk with someone. So the responses I got and I told him like, well, I want to do like D&D like readings and I want to do like the MTG audiobooks. The first response I got back was, well, according to the fan content policy of 2017, you know, the stuff that you're describing to us, it's fine. It's mm -hmm. it's it's allowable under a content policy. Great. However, I wasn't really satisfied. So probably like a week later, I sent another email kind of making it more detailed, trying to make it super specific. And then I got another response. Well, you need to seek legal counsel because this is something we can't answer because this was someone else that responded to me. So I went to the internet to find like an IP lawyer online to try to talk with them or call them or chat with them or message them. So I found an IP lawyer and I was messaging them and you have to actually pay for this stuff. So I paid like, I think like 40, 50, 60 bucks to speak with an IP lawyer. And basically I asked my question, gave the details, gave pictures of all the emails and responses. And then I sent a link of the fan content policy and the IP lawyer, probably in about a 15 minute time span, 10 minute time span, came back with like a list of stuff that they told me I could and could not do. And one thing was, I know for sure one thing was uh, you can't, uh, like you could have a Patreon, you could have ads running, but you can't have the video to where it's locked to where you have, you could like sell stuff to have access to it. That it's so it can be like it, a YouTube red type deal, like a, no, it, like a subscription no, only. Right. No, it's basically you have to put it out there, let it, let it publish or, and let it just like sit there. And that was, you know, and, and whatever money you get from the advertising, that's basically what you get. So you can't make it like exclusive be, this is, you know, this is your rendering of our products, mm. but you can't say it's like official, which is why every chapter I put a disclaimer, just to another way to, to do a, like a CYA to like, like a, no merch, no okay. exclusivity uh, deals. Now, and he, here's the thing I found. So this is on the IP lawyer from just answer.com. Uh, it says, uh, okay, thanks. So I, this was a reply. The fan content policy appears to prevent unrestricted use of any Wizards of the Coast, Watsi, until you provide attribution to Watsi and any other copyright owner that discloses copyright on the Watsi website. And you do not change anything of use or copy your creative work, i.e. audiobooks. You can't charge anything for it. So you post it up there, people could view it. And then it says that's pretty much everything. However, if you were thinking about charging for your audiobooks, then you can't do it because that would violate the Watsi license agreement. Okay. So that is that is an email that I have on my phone. If y'all want to like look at that, if you want to take a snap, we of couldn't that. see that at all. That was just a yeah, <laughs> it was, it was just a flash of white. Yeah. Well, if any, if, any, <laughs> if anybody wants like if anybody like wants proof of it, I could I could send it out and I could show them the email. So that way, I, I mean, know, who right? who wants if you're wrong, the only one that's going to affect is you. So I mean, no, yeah, yeah. will take you at your word. You know, hey. yeah. You know, but, Coach, uh, you flashing that light in my face actually just flash blinded me. Thank you. I am now blind. <laughs> now now Trump is actually going to sue you, not for copyright, <laughs> but for blinding him. For, for oh. damages. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, no, no, it's it's fine. I'll figure this out. I, I actually don't have money for a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Everything costs money, even to get money. Um, yeah, be before we move on to kind of the main topic of the show, and that's the... Uh, 
kind of speculation, uh, more speculation, because we already kind of did some preamble sp- speculation of it. I think the last episode or maybe the one before. Um, I, I, I just kind of want to <laughs> dig more into each, you know, everyone's uh, content. And Groucho, I, I just kind of want to, what, what is kind of the future for your videos? Are you just, whenever you're kind of, whenever the muse speaks to you, you know, mm-hmm. where you're just like magic is like, <laughs> Uh, and then you're going to come out with a video, or do you have a kind of a, uh, a system or schedule planned out? Um, well, I wanted to make sure I got out a few videos pretty quickly, just because, as you've already said, it's not necessarily your standard magic lore or content channel. So just to give people an idea of what what the channel is about, um, at this point, I'm my the plan is always be working on something, but don't put it out before it's ready. Um, so I don't I don't think that equates to a full-time schedule, but I I anticipate like at least every two or three weeks the video will come out. I'm gonna hate myself later for saying those words. <laughs> but, but that's that's where the, the idea is at the moment. Um, yeah, like I've got one, it's almost done. Um, probably go out Monday. Oh, nice. Yeah. A- any uh, teases? about what the subject matter is for this one? Uh, I mentioned it in a previous video. It's kind of expanded, but it's uh, comparing uh, the Eldrazi to a lot of things, but mainly the uh, kaiju or Godzilla creature. Oh, my God. I can't That's a pleasant surprise. I was actually expecting um, Lovecraftian. Yeah, I touch on the Lovecraft, but it's it's like there's no – there's not a lot of new stuff to say about how the Eldrazi are like Lovecraft stuff. The pond has True. been fished. Yeah. 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 But I mean, what 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 inspired you? And, and I know you put a little bit of your own personal uh, s- stuff going on in your own life into the mm-hmm. into the Simic one. What inspired mm-hmm. you to go the medical route with with the Simic? Um. Well, I mean, this this uh, this crew can correct me if I'm wrong, but something I didn't actually even mention in the video is that Simic are in charge of medicine on yeah they're the doctors yeah right um so i mean the 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 association is is kind of already there but i don't think we would ever normally consider uh medicine in any magic setting to be like a guideline for our own medical practices so i thought it was interesting that we could maybe maybe use the models they have absolutely oh i can't wait for that eldrazi one man Hmm. um and then trap what, what is your kind of process for picking your essays i know you that you said you you really uh got inspired by by urza and, and everything that was going on in the thran wars and with yogmouth i mean if you haven't seen his yogmouth episode mm. essay was just so awesome and i love the little love letter to uh to coach in it too that was great mm. but uh what, i appreciate it by the way <laughs> dude anytime <laughs> what is what is your process for picking which essays you want to talk about. I think your latest one was on Sarah, right? Yes. Um, that one obviously ties back to Modern Horizons. Every So in the beginning, it was originally just like, all right, let's take this block by block. And it was originally mm. a series called Looking at the Block. Creative names, I know. but <laughs> <laughs> So it would pretty much go over some of the sub-ideas is like I noticed there was a direct correlation between Leopold II of Belgium oh. and New Phyrexia. Because in the same way that Leopold kind of just enslaved the Congo, the Phyrexians were doing that to Mirrodin. 
to an extent, only in a much more horrifying way. Sure, yeah. And then it went into Magic Origins. Then I was able, I was lucky enough to have the wonderful Jordan MTG Sickly on one of the videos for Liliana. It went over each of the characters' beginnings and humble origins, dare I say. <laughs> and then it went on to Theros, and that was it for that. Uh, pretty much it's always just been, okay, what's next? Is there mm -hmm. anything that needs to be addressed? And as time went by, I was the idea kind of came to just start doing characters. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it kind of took off. I think that was with Tesa that things kind of took off. Yeah, it was around Tesa Karlov. Uh, My girl. Mm -hmm. Yep. Everyone's girl, if you believe them. <laughs> I need a new girl. My girl's too sought after. Literally everyone wants Tesa. <laughs> At least wants to be her and, friend. I mean, she's just she's just the epitome of like the anti-hero badass, right? Like I mean, going know? back to coach, you do need legal consultation. <laughs> so you need a good lawyer. Tace is a good lawyer until the obs that took away her law mage abilities. <laughs> but then again, with them gone. Yeah. You, but what pretty Johnny? much you, you're giggle, Johnny's giggling over there. <laughs> It's a better bit. better to stay in your head, you said? Yeah, no, it's only funny there. It's it's too corny. It's Ugh. just I'm like I can't even it's gone. It's I mean, this gone. is the dad but... joke show kind of so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Go uh, ahead. Uh, Continue trap. For the, for the most part, I know it seems like there's a grand plan, but <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm throwing darts at a board. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, so you know how every now and then on Twitter you'll see polls of just random things or characters? That's me deciding what I'm going to do this next <laughs> week. <laughs> well, at least Wizards gave us a, an actual game board now of the everyone's seen, and that's the thumbnail of this video, is is the stained glass, basically yep. the dart board, uh, like I, I like to call it. So, Trap, you're probably our, our purest of of lore junkies on here let's let's kick it off with you let's get let's get some good speculation mm -hmm. what has it all been for where are we going with this story mm. war of the spark sir so as far as war as the spark is considered i think this may be just a mass extinction event of planeswalkers yeah like, let's face facts here we have 36 planeswalkers and i said this on the ponder podcast with tj and melvin go watch that mm. um name dropping son of a bitch they have 36 <laughs> walkers <laughs> they have One. 36 walkers here guys yeah people are gonna die well I, never had I, how, many, many how many are new um, not too many, right? These are all recruits. Yeah, four. Yeah. This four is new. Unless you don't count Davriel Crane. Oh, uh, I wasn't counting him. Yeah. It's three. But. So Davriel Crane, the blind one that everyone thinks might be uh, Urza. 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 Who are the other two? And then there's the one lady who uh, Nissa cosplay when I will be cosplaying at the next mm -hmm. big magic fest. She okay. kind of looks and like... Then, uh, the wizard uh, from Warcraft, whatever her name is. Yeah, um, John. Okay. Yeah. Although I will say this, she does seem as though to have Sagarda's staff. Yeah, I saw that uh, Twitter post on that too. God, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. You're just jealous because you can't do this too, Johnny. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Uh, 
I'll 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 give you my conspiracy theory once you guys get your real theories out there. I just want to know how Hualti got the damn raptor on Ravnica. Because I thought you Mowu too, the dog. Oh yeah. Who was the dog? Oh uh Oh no 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 the one of the yeah. Oh, Arlen yeah, Court is the dog. Never the one that was yeah, Arlen Court, Court is the dog, China. and we have an actual doggo. <laughs> Wait, did Johnny just have a lore input? You just said <laughs> a relevant said, one. You said you knew where it was from. What the uh, the the planeswalker that was only standard legal in China? He's got it. I oh, catch wow. news. I didn't even know that. Nerd. I'm not totally clueless. I this <laughs> just is in my forte. <laughs> That's fine. Like half the chat isn't even in this forte. Which is fine. <laughs> and <laughs> to that, I say, if you do want to learn more, go to youtube.com slash Uh Name dropping <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've had time to get around, John. Oh, hey. Well, you know what? <laughs> yeah, John. I would be eating my popcorn, but that was done like 45 minutes ago. That was the other show. The trauma unfold. <laughs> oh. God, I wanted to make up the kids. <sighs> I'm losing track, damn it. <laughs> so let's talk but, about it from a more... Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we haven't gotten your hot take because we won't shut shut up. Sorry. <laughs> That's ahead. fine. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> but dare I say, Bolus is probably going to die. Liliana is probably going to bite it. Vraska may not. In fact, we may end up seeing Jace get married. Hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> Just so they can Boys, both- you ever seen a Ravnican wedding? What? You no. You ever seen a Ravnican wedding? That's, that's the next Ravnica. It's in winter. <laughs> is, that the, is that the actual? That's the next returned Ravnica. It's the, the wedding expansion. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, for the next one, does Jace sign the prenup? Oh, <laughs> no. oh God. Is that you need a lawyer for that one, by the way? Yeah. Right? Does that cost blue, blue, one? No, it costs white, blue, four. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Because it's going to be expensive. (laughs) Discard your hand. How long have you been a dad trap? Because that was a good joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. I've been taking care of children since I was in eighth grade. I'm 21 now, so let's just put it at a long time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah uh yeah so 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 we have some so you have a hit list basically is is that's the that's the big thing that's going to happen yep. that's going to break this play or going to break this story wide open is uh yep. we're losing nicole we're losing lily pretty much this this story will be defined by who, not who we have but who sure. we lose because mm-hmm. from what we lose we will gain in new planeswalkers from the future. Because let's face facts here. Watsi's not just going to sit on the corpse of dead planeswalkers. No, they're going to bring in new faces. Who knows? Aminato, Estrid, we may get more walkers. We may even get some reprints. Some may not be dead. I, I, what about some red coats, though? I think, you know, Tybalt's probably... I think Tybalt goes out like a chump. I think Ta- Tamio <laughs> might go out. You know, it's like... You need some red coats in this kind of a. Uh, this so, feels very much like Deathly Hollows too, right? Like it just right. feels like we're gonna lose some people that are near and dear to our hearts, and not just uh, people with black mana symbols. People that you're just like, okay, they're dead. You know, Liliana is gonna be a big heartbreaker for a lot of people, especially in the community. Um, but you mm-hmm. know, people like Tarmocat and Sickly and all them. Um, 
Liliana's just a great character in general. Yeah. Do I think her arc is done? Yeah. I think, you know, killing er, everything is going kind of too well for her. And uh, once she killed the last. Well. well, I mean, she capped too the well. last demon, right? <laughs> I, I mean, he's now indebted to Nicole Bolas. But and if he's dead she, too, she cannot have a good ending. Oh, I see. I see. Once Nicole Bolas is dead, she'll have a good. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I see now. I think that's Pretty the, much. I think that's your tragedy, and, and I think, uh, like Trap said, where you need of you need her to get out of the way because everyone just loved Vraska and Jace. Everyone was shipping the shit out of that, and they're not going to kill Mickey Mouse. So they're like, "Oh God, we got to kill Liliana because we got to find a way to get these two kids together." Oh, I'm gonna wreck all huh. your dreams. Okay, all right, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, yeah. Go ahead. One last thing. So, yes. according to Magic Arcanum, Ooh. he does great work. As it turns out, Tybalt, Tybalt's safe. What? Why would he know? Because the Chandra comic takes place after War for the Spark. Oh, shitball. So, Chandra is safe then, too. Chandra's can, safe. Yeah. Tybalt's safe. I could see them over we're not gonna have a Tybalt. And making also, them the like, um, most powerful. A Johnny's safe. A no, Johnny is no. also safe. The, the, the puns are just too good. They can't do that to Tybalt. Yeah, they make him a little better, but he's got to yeah. be awkward. That's really mighty bad. Tybalt of you to say. Hey, man, <laughs> I, I watched somebody ultimate a Tybalt because the Affinity player thought they were safe, stole all their stuff, and they rage quit. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Not underestimated. Oh, that's Plains amazing. Who would you say Ban Tybalt? Do you all remember when the Tybalt Chandra com uh, comic cover came out and how many people were like absolutely pissed off about that. Well, yeah. And I that's a thing. It. Like that's why they red coat Tybalt now to, to write that wrong. Well, right? and like, I remember I didn't think it was such a big deal. I looked at the cover like, and the first thing that came up was not Chandra being on the ground or anything, being terrified and all that, making her seem weak. My first thought was, Hey, Tybalt's back. <laughs> that was literally my reaction. <laughs> And I scrolled past it. And then probably like a few hours later, I come back and there's this just massive shitstorm of just everyone hating. Of, oh, like, and Professor like, oh, Chandra shouldn't be on the ground. Like she's she's not like. Well, I mean, can you blame? I mean, Tib I did you, have you ever played a Tibble? Yes. Planeswalker card? Yes. I think yes. that the worst. community perception around him. Hmm. But. but we're but that's about, why we have to read the comic yeah. to see what what makes the cover the way it is. It's, and it, I, yeah, I don't, if okay, it, I've been reading comic books longer than I've been playing Magic. If they wanted to do it right, they could have had uh, a different angle where Chandra was kind of like scrambling or hurt or in some kind of a uh, disadvantageous uh, position. But then Being do like on a the silhouette. Disadvantageous. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Do that. Do that. Set set up the, everything the same way, but don't show Tybalt standing over like he's a pimp because he's a bitch. Like show Tybalt like yeah. like like just show like a shadow or something. You know, we're we're and that would have been a bigger reveal for your comic book. That would you know have we ever heard of cliffhangers or anything? It's just like if it would have been you know Chandra beaten and it would have been like a shadow or some something. It would have been like wow. You know, someone, some big entity has gotten the best of Chandra. And then when you read it and with context, because that was the thing, no zero context. It just looked like Tybalt smacked like Chandra and that 
it just, you know, I don't know. Historically, it wouldn't have worked. From a lore aspect, I was perturbed by it because it just didn't make any sense. Maybe maybe Tobalt learned from his mistakes and got better. Listen, I mean, so a, it's Soren put Tybalt in a freaking like blender and <laughs> Soren got stuck in a wall by Nahiri. So and she she was on the shelf for millennia, you know, stuck in a rock. So it, it's just to be not, fair. Yeah. It, these kinds of cover arts are nothing particularly new, I want to say. Like, sure. yes, it's... Let's face facts here. The comic book history... The history of comic books has not exactly been rainbows and sunshine here. There have been points where they have had their disadvantageous covers. They've had their disadvantageous storylines. In fact, little known fact, since uh, Captain Marvel is in theaters right now, in the canonical storyline for Marvel, she's a she's a rapist. I mean, she's a survival of rape. Right. Yeah, rape so, victim, not a rapist. Yes. Yeah. I mean, survival of <laughs> survivor of rape. A little different. Yeah. So, with that in mind, it's not exactly an uncommon thing to have happen. We have touched upon darker storylines, and the fact that magic may touch upon that. Well, it hits a bit too close to home. No one really is a fan of that, right? And, and it was a different time, especially with those uh, those. Oh type yeah, it was a far comic. different time. Yeah, um, we're you know we just live in a different era right now, and I could see, and especially know your audience, right? It's just like, yeah. was I personally offended by the image? No, I I almost had a same. Uh, reaction as 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 coach, where I was just like, "Oh, there he was," and then I'm like, "Oh, that's dumb because that would never happen." Um, but it, it it almost turned me off to wanting to buy the comic because it just looked it just looked dumb. It would just look like you're building the story up, and 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 plus it was red on red crime. I don't know. It was a lot wrong with that. I just didn't like any <laughs> to me, of it. Was I going to read the comic? Probably not. I and for you not to read the comic, that's that's saying something. I mean, what's you a book are the if you audience. don't have spark notes? What's a book if you don't if you don't have spark notes? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm a I poor twenty one year old. Like, I don't have money for comics. But you have internet, and that's a yes. Thing. I don't know, but it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay, so let's talk about it from a well. Okay, I want to hear Johnny's uh, wrong take first. I, my wrong I, take. Let's see your conspiracy theory. See, I want to see if we've got a few things going on here. So, watching the spoiler or the trailer, whatever it is, there's all these candles. Now, who's the top planeswalker? Who's the big bad? Bolas? Bolas, the big bad, right? Right? Why did mm -hmm. yep. the top? So, the top candle snuffs out. That's significant to me. I don't think Liliana is going to die. I. No, 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 no. I think there's a more more dubious plan in there, and Bolas has this in the works. Now, you were talking, Coach, you were talking about Urza and what happened with Urza and the question of whether or not his spark ignited or he got his spark from the other character you had mentioned. From Glaceon, yeah. So we have a question of, are, is the spark something innate or is it something you can acquire? So there's that question. Yep. If Also, when they did the mending, it took the sacrifice of multiple planeswalkers to do that right lots of planeswalkers died and they basically gave up their spark in order to commit the mending they gave up their spark i'm not sure if anyone necessarily died well uh, think of it jessica well think of it this way sure yeah she was the sacrifice right it took 
giving up sparks to cause the mending. Yes. What's to say you'd have to give up a spark in order to undo the mending? Well, you know, Bolas isn't going to give up his spark, but maybe he needs his spark in order to do that. Now, how is Bolas going to stay alive if he's coughing up his spark? Maybe he needs a surrogate. Maybe Liliana might be just the perfect vessel to actually transfer himself into, and suddenly Bolas is Liliana. Liliana is Bolas. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> it, it's like... I love, I love that theory. I know, right? All right. Like, all right. So, seriously, you don't so, lose your Liliana, but you hate her because you know it's not her. It's like, oh, and they can it's string like, that out. The audience so knows, dirty. but it's so dirty. No, I like it. Johnny, uh, you, you know, had me until the end, boss. You had me until, <laughs> until the end. And I horn, I but, horn wait, Finkel. But wait, there's more. You gotta also. People were asked. I saw the art. There were a few other things. People were like, well, why are why are the part of the blue legion our, his Eternals going towards Amonkhet mm. to the portal, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And what's that Yogmoth mask doing up there? The 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 Frexian mm -hmm. mask. It was like, there's I like what's the only other thing nastier than the Eldrazi would be the with the Frexians. Yep. And if Bolas has a grand plan, the one team that could mess things up are the Frexians, and the one team he needs to un just keep them at bay would be his Eternals. He had. He had what did he, he needed? He needed Tezzeret in here. I am talking lore like I know what I'm talking about. But you're actually Tezzeret doing really well. <laughs> yes. So, like, so I, Tezzeret I'm impressed, in, Johnny. Tezzeret's in Kaladesh. They're what would they he needed to get the portal up and running, like stole technology from Rashmi or some junk like Correct. that, right? Yeah. Uh, he stole Rashmi. Okay, so, all right. There's the portal. Then they needed something off of Ravnica was had something like something about the they needed to make the Eternals more eternal. Is that something? No, well, they needed the Eternal Sun from Ixalan. Okay. The immortal the Sun from Ixalan. Right? Mortal so sun he wants to Varaska's contract. Sure. Okay. All right. So he, I think the Eternals are in place and maybe marching back to Amonkhet because that's his homemade turf, literally. And he mm -hmm. wants to keep it safe, literally. And he needs to undo this mending, literally. And he needs to keep the Phyrexians at bay. Okay, so the Eternals can keep Phyrexians at bay because they've already got their slick oil. They don't need theirs. And where else am I going with this one? Yeah, body transfer into Liliana, kill off tons of Planeswalkers, needs the army to keep the others at bay. What about Yawgmoth or the? I don't know. That's about as, that's that's my. I think that's what's going on. I think body transfer. I think he's got his army in place. He's going to go back to Amonkhet because that's where his jam's at. And maybe eh, they're not going to destroy Ravnica. They make too much money. No way. No way. But no. yeah, there it is. That's, that's how are we I'm ever going to know what winter looks like without Ravnica? You um, know. Johnny, I'm not gonna lie, I'm impressed. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> no, it was, it was, that was actually pretty good. I think he, I don't even, I think he was sleepwalking. I don't even think he's yeah, conscious he right passed now. Over I think he went into a trance. <laughs> like, we infected him and he passed. Can we start but, yet? The, here's the thing I, I never thought I'd say piggybacking off Johnny Silver's theory. <laughs> oh, coach. Coach, what? Okay, so we're talking now. We're in your wheelhouse, uh, the house no. of the of no, the no, we're not. Oil. No, no, no. We we really are. <sighs> if anyone knows about Phyrexians, it's you, sir. So that is the ultimate wild card. Like Johnny said, though, it's just like there's no way that New Phyrexia and, and Tezret was there. All the main players were there, um, and and here's here's something that you guys didn't bring up is Theros because. 
I forgot who was oh Ashiok. I think it's still on mm-hmm. Bolas' side, and we see Ashiok going to uh, he's one of or, or Ashiok, not he or she. Ashiok is one of the stained glass, so so we know Ashiok's going to be on Ravnica. And if you mm-hmm. if you all down, remember, I, I don't remember. I, I don't know if if any of you guys uh, read it, but the last. Once we shifted from Theros and went to whatever came after Theros now. Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Um, whatever set came cons? after. But yeah, it was cons. It was you're, cons right, you're right. Ravnica. It was cons. Um, it, the last story was Ashiok created a god. Mm-hmm. Um, if you all remember that. He, uh, Ashiok created a god and then destroyed it. Because that's something that Bolas was really... Uh, obsessed about, especially on on Amonkhet. I mean, Bolas is so powerful, he went to Amonkhet, wiped out the good gods, and then turned the other gods into these evil vehicles. Um, So he's had Ashiok making gods, basically, or or at least toying with the idea, so maybe bringing them, too. So I think that Theros and Phyrexia are the big kind of wild cards here. Um, But how do you think that they mold that? And, you know, if everything's happening on Ravnican soil coach, how does Phyrexia kind of uh, join the party and what side do they play? Well, they- it would have to be because all planeswalkers obviously could travel from plane to plane. So maybe Bolas has like stumbled upon it. Like what Diaphid did in the Thran was find world after world after world until there was one that could be manipulated and that could be perfected. So, I mean, that was that would be one way of Bolas getting into it because the Phyrexians, would, you know, they couldn't get to Dominaria unless they had the Might Stone and the Meek Stone, which that was inside of Urza. But now they have the Planar Bridge or Planar Port. What, what is it? The thing from Planar Bridge. Portal, yeah. So if they have that technology, I mean, that's completely possible to where they can make some sort of invention, you know, and for Bolas to find the plane and then make it on that. So I mean that's completely that's completely plausible. Um, so like that that's the Phyrexians could be like a third side if anything, or they could jo- yeah. join Bolus. The thing that I, I and I just rewatched this uh, the War of the Spark trailer, and I'm thinking about the stained glass. That's what's catching my eye. To be mm-hmm. um, if you ever grew up Catholic like I do, the old churches have stained glass as a way mm-hmm. for to show the history and yep. to show like, uh, you know, tributes mm-hmm. uh, to show like some of the shining characters of, you know, Christianity. So what I'm thinking is mm-hmm. what if that's not Ravnica currently? What if that's Ravnica like a hundred years after? Oh, that, wow. Yeah. What if this is like a, just a glance into the future and all those planeswalkers were like, kind of like with the Weatherlight story, how it ended. It ended with the memorial to Gerard and to Urza making the statues. Maybe that's Here's the Ravnica the version of this is like a memorial to who they were fighting. If they were just fighting Bolas or if they were fighting Bolas and the Phyrexians or Bolas and the conglomerate of other planeswalkers that are not necessarily planeswalkers. Because Watsi had said something about, you know, there's 36 planeswalkers in card form. But there are more planeswalkers yeah. like in War of the Spark. So what if the mm-hmm. characters that are not planeswalkers um, as cards, what if they're on Bolas' side as those planeswalkers? And so the 36 that we're seeing, that would be the memorial 
to to them to as a guide. Yeah. Be, I'm, so what I'm thinking is that's a glance in the future. Even with the bolus horns and all that, I think the bolus horns are just like uh, there's just like what who was involved. You know, that's just kind of like setting up the scene. But I'm thinking it's some sort of like it was like a like you know to remember somebody by it. It was to remember these characters and what they accomplished. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a history thing. So this is I would, I'm making the assumption that this is the future in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and that it is going on with there's something else that's going to happen. So because I I really watched it, I don't I don't think I saw like the Phyrexian mask or anything. I just saw the smoke and the nope. bullets board. Unless I just bullets, yeah. It. So nope. that's what I'm that 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 would be my bet. And the one person that it does go in on. Is Gideon with the black blade? Yeah. My deal is, if anyone were to kill Bolus with the way that shot Gideon. Gideon with the black blade. Mm. Yep. Or they're that setting them up for the a big thematic moment. Dragonhide. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And it's you know in the comic books when Dacom black blade, and then um, Karth, who would start the Carthalinian, uh, the Carthalian lineage. You know, when they had that storm, they did run into chromium. They did run into like dragons and different kinds of creatures. So the black blade yeah. is could handle itself. Now, while it's not, I don't think the that storyline is canon because of just the issuance of those comics. Mm-hmm. It's, if they're bringing up the black blade, there has to be some sort of relevance with that story in some aspect. Now, yeah. if they're going to redo it or not, I'm not sure. But the black blade, the, there, there's got to be a reason where they zoom in on Gideon with the black blade. The black blade's strong enough to where it should be able to capture the essence of maybe a planeswalker spark, or to kill like Bolus, or like to keep him take a spark away and keep him track and make him make him mortal. To where you know maybe uh, maybe uh, Tetsuo comes back and just or like some, some <laughs> his offspring, right? I think we have his offspring. Him. Yeah, but, yeah. That, but you know, looking back at that, they zoomed in on Gideon with the black blade. I'm thinking he's going to do the killing blow. And everyone else is kind of a remembrance, like they supported, they helped the fight against Bolas and the army or whatever. And obviously, it'll be Gideon's sacrifice, or sacrifice as well, kind of almost reminiscent, going full circle with Gerard and, and Urza, right? Yeah, like against Yogmal. And and not saying that they're gonna God, die. I feel so nerdy, and Johnny looks like he's judging me. <laughs> they're, so, they don't have to die. They don't have to die during that battle. They don't sure. because you know, but. You know, with the the chapel, the the Catholic like uh, themes going on, they don't have to necessarily die. But some, I think, some people may die in this battle for the spark. Okay. Um, but I'm thinking so, Gideon. Gideon puts the death blow. Nice. I will agree Damn. with Coach. It's just there's one thing. What's up? The black blade. The whole thing with Dakin is actually canon. It's been quoted in the first episode of the Dominaria storyline with the whole chromium uh, cameo and all that. That's so that's all yes. canon. Yes, because game when I was looking at it through Gamepedia, there were some parts like I was looking at the Urza comics too, and the Urza comics I know like it's not canon because of the Brothers War storyline, yeah. mm-hmm. but it also had the same thing with like Dacon story, so that there might have been some issuance there. So maybe maybe that page didn't get updated. So that's why I was. That's why I said maybe it's it's not canonical, or it had it maybe it is relevant in some way. But because if you, 
because huh. uh, if they if they have the the Black Blade card, it, there has to be some sort of canon reference, or there has to be canon in some shape, in some way, shape, or form. But if there the exact, but, and so, but is it the exact story of that comic book? It directly references. Okay, so that's in what I'm saying. The card Black Blade Reforged. Yes. Flavor text. It spilled the blood of one elder dragon. In Gideon's hands, it may yet taste another's. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just told you the story right there. Yeah. All right. So, also, and it was chromium. The, was it chromium, right? Yes. Also, in the first story for Dominaria, the first one that was told mm -hmm. for the new set, it was handed directly to Belzenlock, right? The guy who handed it to Belzenlock gave the whole preamble about where the blade came from and how it had been reforged, if I recall. Hmm. So with that in mind, yes, this weapon is something of great power. This thing is strong. In fact, it kind of eats the soul of whoever wields it. That's the one downside of Gideon holding the Black Blade. It eats at his soul, but it makes him strong enough to kill Bolas. Oh god, yeah. are we going to have another Garrick thing? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Depends Finally, on how they Gideon... exile Gideon from the inside <laughs> out. Yes! Yes! I, I just love Gideon, the Amin... What is it called? Gideon's Downfall, where, where it's it's basically the scene from uh, Prisoner, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, where it's like, I can touch you now. He's just poking Gideon's chest. <laughs> it's Gideon's uh, defeat. Yeah, Gideon's defeat. Thank you. Uh, Gideon's yep. feet uh, would be sexier. But um, let's let's uh, let's go to Groucho. You've been waiting in the wings, sir. What are your and not only uh, story wise, but technically? How do you? Because I think we've talked about technically what you know what may happen as mm -hmm. far as such a huge. Um, culmination as far as of a, a, a set that this should be. First off, what are your you know like everyone else? Give your your lore uh, prediction, but also its lasting effect, if any, if you think on on the game itself. Um, well, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of ways to take that question. My like uh, core theory, or, like core belief of where this is headed, at least on the ter in the terms of some specific characters, is. I think uh, Karn's going to die. Mm. Um, uh, and the reason I think that is because I think all the little Phyrexian clues that are being dotted throughout artwork and stuff like that is kind of the traditional Watsi move showing where we're going next. And I think what's going to happen, the, the question is, how do you get a relevant number of characters to Phyrexia? And I think the way that happens is Karn dies and then someone like Joyra uh, says, we have to finish his his last mission or his 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 last purpose before yeah. he kicked the bucket because El elspeth ain't doing it <laughs> <laughs> exactly Meriden is his legacy yeah exactly so, i want to avenge that where's so koth that, he's koth's still fighting prisoner. the resistance <laughs> where's the prisoner isn't he is he still in the correct no, he's arena doing doing he's the just, grudge he's, i think he's just like a prairie dog he's just popping his head out every <laughs> once in a while oh, it's still fucked koth right yeah. koth right now is leading the Mirren resistance from a jail cell. Oh, there he is caught. So he's a prisoner. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. He is caught because mm -hmm. when we last saw Elspeth on New Phyrexia, she was facing down a Phyrexian negator. Koth and trapped her in the ground, which forced her to planeswalk out. That left Koth with no other option than, well, capture. Mm -hmm. And I also wonder like, we've seen over the past few sets them 
make a move to kind of like depower planeswalkers in a lot of ways like i mean just in terms of the way they play in the game like they've they've adopted more specialized roles i mean teferi was like busted but um since then it seems like they're looking for more like niche uses and i wonder if that's an attempt to kind of gear the game away from planeswalkers which has been the main focus for so long or not so long but for the past several years uh, and i wonder if that means like we might be seeing the end of planeswalkers like we might wow. be seeing the extinction of planeswalkers that is a hot ass take right there. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know oh, no. but like i don't know oh, no. planeswalkers are too popular in the game they're very so. popular they're very popular <laughs> I, I think definitely they'll they'll come up with a way to uh, interact with emblems, which I I'm not a hundred percent happy yeah. about. But if you have thirty six fucking em, you know planeswalkers in in your set, then of course you have to interact with that, right? Like man, that means maybe last like time super friends. Damn. That, they just, <laughs> oh god, attracts them. Attracts on commander. Oh no. Right. Oh, yeah. You know well, what? No, gonna... I, I, I don't think it's going to be like we're going to errata it to destroy target permanent means also emblem. Mm -hmm. I just think that they're going to open up design space and say, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, like how Dreadbor was the first to say planeswalker, target planeswalker on a card, where it's like destroy target creature or planeswalker. It's going to be destroy target creature, planeswalker, or remove emblem. Or uh, you know, mm -hmm. maybe maybe something like uh more like disenchant type type effects where it's just yeah. like like a mortify or uh or you know or just straight up disenchant where it's destroy target artifact uh enchantment or or emblem where it's more of an intangible kind of aura about it. I think that th that if it's going to happen, this has to be the set. If it doesn't happen in this set, it's never gonna happen. They're just gonna be like emblems or hollowed ground. Uh, and we're never going to touch it, but uh, there's just too many opportunities for, because even a bad planeswalker, and, and like you said, Teferi is just like, even with their their conscious effort lately to kind of be like, hey, planeswalkers are a thing, uh, mm -hmm. let's kind of scale it back. They always fall through the cracks sometimes, and Teferi, they're probably like, you know, um, Azorius colors, there hasn't been a, a super busted one, Venser was great. Um, but at five mana, you know, it's not a three, you know, three mana is when it, planeswalkers, when you really start playing yeah. with house money and then you really got to power it down or you have a, a, a Lily of the veil basically. So once you get to five, they're like, Oh, you know, it's not too bad. And, and I, I truly believe that Teferi is on par, uh, power level wise as Elspeth son's champion was in in mm -hmm. Thero standard, because if you remember Elspeth, all the all the tier one decks, unless you yep. were playing mono blue devotion or mono black devotion, had an Elspeth in it, and it just that card fucked. You know, it was just <laughs> absolutely incredible. I am dr I'm the only one drinking tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I am just um, like welcome to the effing channel, motherfucker. Yeah, um, sorry. Um, <laughs> But oh no, these are great descriptor <laughs> words, yeah. John. Keep going. That's a great mug, by the way. That is a fantastic mug. Anyways, thank you. Oh, he's part of the drinking, ladies. Okay. Um, focus. Yes, planeswalkers. Uh, they, with thirty-six of them, you can't cost them all at seven, or else they're just no. intro deck planeswalkers, which I think probably Ugh. half of them will be, and then we'll get some real powerful ones. But even if just it, it only takes one. 
right? It only yeah. takes one, it takes two, it takes three. And when you're when you have 36, you know that some of these there's gonna be a problem unless you have answers. And I like when wizards print answers and not bans. And I think that they know that, not that they care about what I say, but I think that they that's the route that they've been going lately since kind of Kaladesh and Shadows over Industron. Um, so I think they're going to print ample. I, th I think there's going to be just like three times the amount of answers to Planeswalkers as there are Planeswalkers in this set. What are the chances they make a one mana Planeswalker that's actually a Planeswalker? No. Uh, but just think of how much better Kaya gets. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I will finally get a purpose of existing. I don't know, um, Groucho. You, it's still, it's still on you, buddy. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna chip in with. I, I'm kind of drawn to the idea. I've heard some people kick around that we might have reverse flip planeswalkers that narrate planeswalkers losing their spark. So they come down as a planeswalkers. They come down as a planeswalker card, and then maybe they have a minus ability. And as soon as you use it, you flip them. And they become a creature instead. Oh god, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I was going more so with like I was being a little hyperbolic when I said the extinction of planeswalkers, but I, I think we're gonna see a great lessening of them, whether that's yeah. by death or by spark loss. And I think that would be a really cool way to do it within game mechanics to just show like, okay, they have they're really powerful, but if you use them, they they revert back to uh, their like non-sparked state. Yeah, mm. withering Coach. on a planeswalker. Mm -hmm. Coach, do you really think they'd be willing to despark the fairy twice? <laughs> well, they, they probably would. <laughs> they better now. at this point would like them to despark because they could because they could just later respark them again. So. I think there's just enough magic pros now that are in design development that they're like, okay, first order business, kill the fairy. Like, <laughs> just get rid of him. Kill oh. him. Um, I, I don't know. I, th I think going by the probability statistics. Some of these cards are going to be duds. Some of these cards are going to be Liliana of the Veils. It's just a matter of statistic. But besides Tybalt, how do you dud a Planeswalker? I mean, you really have to go out of your way to make a shitty Planeswalker. Yeah. I'm going to point to Jaya Ballard right now. Mm. I'm sorry, Raucho, but no, Dominar no, is Jaya know. Ballard. That's not a great card. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think that the issue, too, is that, like, as a card type, they're just so powerful. Like we, we were kind of ragging on Kaya, but there are people who are using her in eternal formats, not to huge success yet, but eventually I could see her having space there. But, and what's the, what's, why smear mud on one of your most popular mm. engines, right? It's just like, we're going to make this thing that you love, but it's going to suck. <laughs> like, I don't think Watsy's that dumb to, or, or you know, like, no, God. Can't believe what you said. Um, no, I don't think that the design team is that dumb to yeah. to do that. To I mean, they very much know, they very much are aware of how popular this card type is, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a hallowed thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they're just gonna make shitty planeswalkers just to sell packs and be like, hey, you got the uh, you know the the crap one, or you got the cursed totem planeswalker where it's like you know cost one but it hurts you for five every turn it's like oh i could put it in my my zedru deck but oh it's black you know it's like i don't think they're gonna do something like that and if they do i think that's the wrong move mm -hmm. i don't know uh, um i'll i'll kind of finish it up with i, I kind of already said my 
my design or my like mechanic piece, but my last lore piece, and I'll, I'll kind of round this this conversation out. And that that is um, also kind of piggybacking off of of what Johnny said and and uh, what Coach said is I think the Phyrexians are kind of the late player. Um, I, I forgot who said it, but maybe this is like one, once all the dust settles, yes, they go there to, to avenge Karn's death and to, to go kind of clean up that mess. But I think that Bolas is going to, Bolas is, it has enough hubris to invite the Phyrexians into the fight as almost like an end uh, scene to uh, Return of the King from from the lord of the rings movie right. series where it's just like we just got all the ghosts and the ghosts just came in why why was anyone fighting why was anyone dying at all because the ghosts just came in and blanket kill everything uh i think that's what what bolus has in mind with the phyrexians like maybe he'll be at a disadvantage they'll they'll solve the good guys will solve some way to to uh beat the um eternals and so he's like okay i got my trump card here's the phyrexians but if you remember, last time we saw the 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 true Phyrexians when when they weren't invading Mirrodin, Bolus was the one that was helping collapse the planes on Dominaria. That was his one virtuous act was to team up with all the other planeswalkers to save Dominaria and the multiverse. So Bolus is no or the Phyrexians are no friends with mm -hmm. Bolus. So mm -hmm. I think that he might have enough hubris to be like, well, Yogmouth's out of the way that you know the the or North doesn't he? remember. And then they come in and they just destroy him. They just rip him apart. Mm -hmm. And we that that's the death of Bolus. Um, maybe in a weakened state from the Black Blade, who knows? But I think that the Phyrexians are gonna be this uh at, at first glance hero of this storyline, but then they leak out on the Ravnica, and then that becomes the major MacGuffin. Do you guys... So, I'm so totally convinced by everything you guys are saying about Gideon and the Blackblade, but I'm also, like, tripped up by the fact that Vivian Reed only really exists to kill Bolas. Like, that's her, yeah. char that's her character arc, so... Sure. So True. Where did, how does she fit into this? Mm, Casualty of I war. <laughs> she's a wow, red goat, Johnny, even though she's green. She, she trips on a root and gets eaten by some venge vine. I don't know. Just seriously, <laughs> it'll be so, somebody's gonna die a dumb death. You're so salty. Somebody's gonna die. We've already death. established that. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> you want you want my take on what I think is gonna happen to Vivian? I do. So, obviously, Gideon's gonna come in with the black blade. That's the only thing that's strong enough to kill if not weaken bolus mm -hmm. gideon leaves bolus not dead but pretty close mm -hmm. it's not on his morals to actually kill him just to prove as a tactician he wouldn't so vivian finds him cleans up gets bolus's soul for the arc bow mm -hmm. and she says her whole bit, this is for Scala, this is for my people, thwonk. And she then goes around with Bolus's power in the arc bow. Mm. So, so Gideon is Grimes, Bolus is the governor, and Vivian <laughs> is the one that goes up and bolts him in the head? Okay, How got it. How dare you bring up that horrible show? <laughs> I just got out of making Walking Dead videos. Um, 
So no, I'm well, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. Oh yeah. So I mean, Harry broke the the elder wand, right? Yeah. Um, so so you think so you think this unchecked planeswalker is just going to run around with a with a bolus bow and not become uh, ultra villain? She can try, oh. or maybe she does. Like I don't know if she's... if she does, she does. We have a new villain either way. Like if yeah. she has the power of bolus in the arc bow. That is way too much power to have in a sure. bow and arrow. Right. It also makes and sense. If, oh, sorry. And if the power does corrupt her, well, that's great. We have a new villain that's as equal to Bolas or Yogmoth. That's great. But who it, cares about Vivian Reed no, that much? I, it, we may not care much about her now, but as we saw in Commander 2012 with Nahiri, we don't have to care about them then. We have to care about them in the future. It's a very fair point. Groucho? I was just going to say, yeah, and that, that kind of solves the issue of they're going to maybe be a little uh, 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 undecided on whether they want to kill Nicol Bolas or not. And that's one way to kind of get around it is he's he's in the arc boat now. So we can bring him back if we desperately need to. Uh, right, yeah, like a, like a, a Emrakul or like, we're going to kill all the Eldrazi, but yeah. Emrakul's so powerful where she's like, I'm bored with this. I'm just going to go float <laughs> in the moon. Yeah. Uh, that storyline. Mm -hmm. So disappointing. To me, with that arc bow, they specifically said it traps the spirit. Well, Bolos has shown he can come back from the dead. It's just the correct opportunity to present it. Yeah. What better way to keep Bolos alive but dead than putting his spirit inside a weapon that's going to be on a future protagonist or antagonist? Then we just got to get an Umazala in there to, to kill him. <laughs> hey, get the there is a Umazala, so... What's yeah. Gideon's last name? Umazala? Good enough. <laughs> no, you, oh man, another oh no, no, I just had it. Now I lost it. Damn wine. No, um <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh what about this scene now? I'm just coming up with shit as I talk to you guys. It's just like what yeah, if uh, let's go for it. What if Liliana does the killing blow to Bol to Bolus cuz we know she's so oh. flip floppy. Uh she finally feel, you know, her her heart, her cold dead heart finally you know uh gets filled with white mana or, or red mana because i guess that's the love the love color um but you know she, her and jace finally are about to go embrace but boom garrick remembers <laughs> decapitates oh, her right there that's <laughs> Garrick. well because everyone's just like oh my god uh, it better not be garrick at the last minute planeswalking and killing bolus what <laughs> why would he kill bolus he doesn't care about bolus he just cares, he cares about, about liliana he is Arya Stark. He wants to kill Ilyana, right? <laughs> that is the name on the list that only matters. That's what he writes every night to himself in, in Planeswalker's blood. Uh, so he's going to show up. He's going to kill her. Um, you know, the magic community will, will be in an uproar. How could we let this happen? But, you know, the, the, that's the plan. And then, you know, maybe... Jace or Vraska avenges avenges and kills Garrick right then and there. Vraska and Jace get together. We have a, a Sultai uh, experience. <laughs> Sultai ascendancy, baby. I just I'm just picturing Garrick at a typewriter. Oh, Liliana and something something kill makes Liliana, Garrick a dull boy. That, oh I mean, my god. We can't I because mean, Garrick isn't on the glass, right? He's not on he's the not, he's not on the dartboard. Mark Rosewater said he's not gonna be there. Jesus, what, fuck, why what are they, we doing with Garrick? 
Why they said they... they have plans for him, though. They said they have plans for him in the in the future. So yeah. where did he go? Where did Garrick go? He's been gone for years. Oh, hold on, Mark, Mark Rosewater no said they were running out of uh, of design space for planeswalkers a couple of years ago. To my knowledge, Garrick right now is still traveling the multiverse, blind eternities, whatever have you, killing planeswalkers indiscriminately. If he finds a walker, they're done. But that doesn't mean he's going to find the walkers that are in this set. He may find them later when they're not a pack of 36 of them. He just he just finds but, the avatars of duels of the planeswalkers. That, that's it, all he cares about. Yeah. He's like, so you down. suck. You're never good enough. Boom. It's yeah. so yeah. weird, though, because basically what's happening on Ravnica right now is there's a homing beacon that calls yeah. all planeswalkers to the city. Yes. And Garrick's like, no, not interested. But his whole <laughs> job is to kill planeswalkers. How far right. away is he? <laughs> He's, he's in the he's woods. In he's got no cell reception. He can't hear. He doesn't know about that beacon. Nah. No one. No one goes. So if, if anyone's offline, it's Garrick. He's gone into the wild style. That's now. Nah. The funny thing is, he can't even be on Old Grotha because of Faraz. Oh, jeez. It's just like you can't. You can't sweep that one under the rug. He's too big and bulky. <laughs> Not even. It's an interesting concept in and of itself. We've never had... Okay, we've had people who want to kill planeswalkers. We've never had a planeswalker planeswalking to kill planeswalkers. It's just not a thing that's ever happened before. Mm. It's a Magic cool 2015! Magic 2015 is the last time we saw Garrick! Oh my god, I've got those oversized cards. I do too. And I have... And I sold all my collection. I still have that card. Nobody wants... <laughs> <laughs> right no but seriously like how how what great what a great storyline that was um oh yeah and they just pooped on it they just got rid of it and if they you know in like 20 it. they shelved it and in 20 years when we're all like 50 years old we're gonna be like trap will finally be able to drink but when the rest of us <laughs> are, are old and they're gonna be like and garrick and we're gonna be like who's who's garuk yeah <laughs> I'm gonna be sitting there, 50 years old, just well. It took you fucking long enough, right? Who knows? They might be bankrupt by then. We can we can wow. make that an episode, Magic in 50 years. Where will you be, and what will it look like? Right, with my <laughs> reanimated corpse. Because with the, how much I <laughs> never mind. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I think he's that sitting is... there hooked up to an IV because I've drank too much coffee. Right, I'll, I'll look Which like what this. I've been drinking the whole time. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, you know what? I think that's the that, that's that's it. I, this was a great episode. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Jason Alt doesn't know what he's talking about as far as lore for the boar because this was great. I'm just kidding. I love you, Jason. See you next week. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, uh, just what a fantastic panel. Uh, we do have one noticeable absence, and this is something that I was. I was thinking about addressing or not, um, and I guess I just will. Um, and we'll ju we'll just say that uh, our great friend uh, Mr. Zuby is on indefinite hiatus from the show. Um, so, unfortunately, you know, Zuby's got stuff going on, or not like I'm not saying like personal stuff. But he's just going in a different route right now. Um, so, I don't know if if and whenever we'll ever see. Uh, the great magic wazubi on the channel or doing magic stuff at all anymore. So I just want to personally thank him for just being amazing. Um, being one of my earliest uh, 
being one of my earliest influencers as far as podcasting goes and just being crucial and an integral part to this show um, and my development as a content creator. Um, just so long and thanks for all the shoes, sir. Um, just awesome stuff. So um, if you want to unsubscribe because Zuby's not here anymore, I totally understand, but don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're still going to keep the show going strong uh, down a hooligan, but I'll, you know, it sounds like he, is gone gone but you know he's not gone gone i mean he might well, may be... have actually started to pay f for respects <laughs> <laughs> yeah no uh it's just i mean send send all the love his way because he he deserves it. he's yeah. a great dude and um yeah he's he's just i mean there, there's no nothing this this is not a void that's easily filled and I don't, and I honestly, you know, kind of a state of the union for the show. I don't think it will be. I think we're just going to roll with the producer and, and the coach and just be able to, and, and this kind of uh, lets us get, you know, multiple guests on like, like amazing guests like Groucho and, and trap and just do a better uh, job um, spotlighting, putting a bigger spotlight on, on you guys and, and you gals out there because you deserve it. And I mean, Groucho again, Thank you so much for 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 jumping on with us. You are just incredible. You're a lightning bug in the community right now, and everyone should be watching your videos. So where can everyone find you, sir? Uh, you can follow find me at Groucho Marco on uh, YouTube and Groucho Marco MTG on Twitter. And thank you so much. This incredibly kind words. Awesome. Awesome. Trap. Oh, God. Trap Axiom. Finally, finally got you on here, and I don't think we've seen the last of you, sir. I think we'll uh, we'll see a lot more of you, especially if we if we talk the uh, the flavor of of the game. Uh, but thank you so much for for coming on. Everyone, go subscribe to Trapexium uh, immediately. Where can everyone find you, Steve? Uh, you can find me on so many places. I'm on <laughs> YouTube.com/slash Trapexium. I mod streams on twitch.tv slash trapixium you'll find me at red baron stream you'll find me pretty much anywhere on twitch wherever magic is you will find me twitter.com slash trapixium as well and with that being said i have one final announcement Ooh, hot take hmm. for this uh, for this upcoming episode i shall have the special guest of i believe joe from the Goblin Lore podcast. Oh, excellent! Voice, voicing Urza. Wow, nice. That is huge news. Thanks for, for thanks for choosing this plan, uh, platform to break said news. Uh, and then to my uh, my OG hooligans, Mister the Coach. When you're not making audiobooks and sacrificing your entire life for the game, where can everyone find you? Everyone can find me at the Carbazar YouTube channel. They can also follow me on Twitter at Coach at the Carbazar CC. And make Love sure it. you subscribe also. And every place they sell chicken nuggets. Johnny, the <laughs> producer, thanks for thanks for jumping on. <laughs> Showing up. Yeah. Life. Ah, uh, life. Anyway, so you can find me here at, they said, we said, on the 10th Street talkie talkie show uh you can find me on twitter <laughs> at johnny slivers i'm actually posting stuff on instagram now Ooh. um oh, I, johnny, johnny slivers on instagram yes i'm i'm trying to brew a jank edh deck by twitter poll and i'm also posting the photos there so 
that's going slow. Things have gotten in the way, but it will get there. It's fine. Um, you can find me on Cardsphere. I'm uh, doing EDH column monthly with them. And um, I also do a little thing called Cackling Carnarium sporadically. Fingers crossed. I think it's going to work out. Next Tuesday, Milo the Gathering will be on there with me. We are going to be discussing a – he, he's calling it a Ravnica Unified Cube. So huh. all Ravnica – uh, we're he's he's kind of whipping something up. We were gonna do it the other week, um, but he had an idea that he wants to work into it, where we can actually like use uh, what is the cubetutor.com and actually do we'll like draft out a cube, uh, assuming that all works out. We want to have that so we can be like we're gonna talk about this cube and then we're gonna click 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 and kind of compare notes. So that's the floating plan. And uh, there, I yeah, it just just tweet at me and I'll direct it to the channel because it's still a very small channel. <laughs> Show up at his house. He has a room in his king-size bed. Uh, you yep. can find me <laughs> You find me right here on this very channel. Uh, you could also find me on Twitter at Orzov Dunn. Uh, yeah, talk, magic, movies, everything with me because I love it. Uh, support this uh, channel directly by becoming a patron on patreon.com. You could also go to cardsphere.com because uh, they are simply the best place you buy, sell, and trade your paper magic the gathering cards online. You could also support the show by uh, going to inkgaming.com, get a custom play mat or any of the other accessories, enter promo code HiveMindMTG to get your 10% off. So until next time, uh, we'll come up with a uh, ending to this show eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Oh.